0: Rachel Simpson from Chief State is here, and uh, dude, like easily right now, like you guys are my top five pop punk bands next to like Youth Found, like Pacific, and like Magnolia Park, and then like there's like a bunch of other and like calling All captains, obviously, but like there's there's just uh there's just um so much pop punk to go around that I can't really like <laughs> can't listen to it all at once, and I wish you guys dropped the album because if you did, it probably would have been um in my top 10 this year for 2021 but and i didn't do honorable mentions because like i don't know man like i don't want to forget anybody and uh but i loved i loved tough love dude that was a great album when you guys dropped that appreciate that man um very addicting
1: we've uh like we had like the worst timing we dropped tough love one week into the pandemic
0: yeah, yeah, I think that's when I discovered it, like immediately. And, uh, dude, how was that though? Because like I'm sure that was like very interesting to try to market that.
1: To well, exactly, there. and it's like you know all the plans for six to twelve months that we had in place out the window. You know, like oh, we've uh, it took. We've played one show since the the pandemic, which was uh, last month. And it's the first time we played Tough Love and it's been out for nearly two years. And it was like, fuck, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. it's been tough. And and so that's part of the reason why we have not released the the album. So we have finished the album. Um, we've had that written and ready since like June. And we we're like, you know what, like, let's not just put it out, not knowing whether we can tour again. Let's give it the best shot. Let's wait until spring next year and uh, hopefully we can tour in the summer 2022 so that's oh. been the the idea so it it's there it's ready uh, hopefully it will be out you know sooner rather than later
0: yeah so i mean so i mean i'm not going to like you know pick your brain too much on it because of you know the release details and everything so like how's the process going with that i'm sure you guys are like very close to done with getting this record completed
1: oh yeah no uh, like i say we've had it 100% finished mm-hmm. mastered artwork everything since june or july
0: 2021 <laughs> i'm so ready to fucking hear this album then <laughs> oh we're, we're, like, wow
1: we're, yeah, we're already past it you know by the time it comes out we're gonna be sick of these songs but <laughs> i know
0: that is true too did you play uh, any of those at the youth fountain show the we did ones? we
1: we snuck in one song Uh um,
0: oh, yeah i love that it went
1: down it went down well so that would it's gonna be the first single i believe it's gonna be out in march um and it's called team wiped so yeah we're we're you know really excited to finally get it going um but like i say we've been sitting on it for so long hoping yeah. that we could tour um it's it's <laughs> it's becoming kind of like you know like it it just it feels like you know we've just sat on it and uh maybe maybe it should have been out sooner but i think it's, i still think it's a the right decision we want to tour so hopefully we can do it at the same time we actually we just saw that um avril lavigne has announced her album and it like the artwork she has is like somewhat similar to ours and we're like we've had this ready no for like way. we've had the artwork for like fucking 13 months 12 months and it's like now she releases <laughs> <laughs> It's different, but, you know, Fuck. like there's a balloon. There's a fucking colored background. It's, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's all right. I think Travis Barker just knew Chief State was dropping a similar album. He's like, all right, so before they put this out, let's just yeah. it. You know what I mean? Let's he just, knows, dude. Let's just get that whole market done. I, You know what? To be honest, dude, I wonder if Travis Barker like listens to anything within our tier level of the genre. I'm very curious. I wonder oh. if he does. I mean, like. Yeah. That would be sick. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I mean. Like, he's doing the little Wayne thing where he has, like, you know, his collective group of artists, like Young Money was. So, yeah. I wonder if he listens to this tier of pop punk. Like, I just mentioned, like, Magnolia and Calling and We Were Sharks. Like, I wonder if he knows about them.
1: I mean, who knows, man? Like, he he's a pretty with it guy. Like, he seems to be on the ball. So, you never know. Mm-hmm
0: but he's also i think taking pop punk to i mean he's making it radio friendly too whereas like mm-hmm. our pop punk this kind of pop punk is very aggressive and it's it, i mean you can play it on like serious radios but like i'm talking about like your mainstream like 104.5 anything nowadays it's just like pop rock and like imagine dragons or all that bullshit <laughs> So, like, yeah
1: exactly I, I can't see it <laughs> gonna be on on the radio anytime soon so (laughs)
0: no seriously so wait so is metaphors a part of this album too or is that just a separate single
1: yeah so with that it it, yeah it's kind of a weird one we recorded it after the album was finished and we were like it's not part of the album Um, we just we it's just been so long we're like we've got to get we should just put something out so Mm -hmm. we just dropped this single um, and we did it very very quickly like within a month I think uh, of having the the master we just you know threw it out and yeah it's, it's a it's a fun song. I'm glad it seems to be being received well, which is great but um, and it does definitely bridge the gap between tough love and and what we've got on the new album I'd say um, okay. even though it was written and recorded and <laughs> everything after the album yeah.
0: Yeah, seriously, no, but I—I I, I mean, I fucking love the song, uh, because your publicist sent it over to me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm putting this on the playlist," because like, you know, like, uh, "Reprise" was already on it for so long, I gotta fucking update it, so I did that, and then you have, um, you know, uh, "Spine," which is also you know a classic that just like still sits on the top of your top five and shit. So that's that's when I discovered you guys was that single from or that ep from 2018 which was holy shit feels like it was fucking yesterday (laughs) yeah dude like the time has flown like (laughs) and that's the pandemic dude i'm so sorry i mean i know i know because canada's in in a lockdown right now we just talked about that off air so you guys are cool like everybody's safe healthy everything like
1: yeah it's it's a weird one it's like we're not in a full lockdown or anything but um there's just strange restrictions like um no one really knows what's going on, but like for example, you can. I don't think like concerts are getting cancelled. Left, right, and centre. Um, you can't go to a gym, but you can play team sports. Uh,
0: you mean like the professional sports, or like our or our school or college, like or?
1: me and you? Like you know, like uh, so yeah. I play. I play soccer like every week, and and that's okay. You can play a team sport, but you can't go to a gym where you're going to be by yourself not interacting with someone else so like the rules are somewhat chaotic at the moment but yeah fingers crossed um it's all for a good reason and, and it's gonna kind of calm down but no one knows what's going on at the moment. yeah <laughs>
0: seriously seriously but for like your guys sake like too you're ready to drop this album you're ready to get back and playing shows and i mean like let's i mean let's let's take it back real quick i mean like I had Tyler on the podcast like about a month or two ago and he was really stoked to release his sophomore album. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, I wish I lived anywhere close to um, where you guys played the show because it looked like a fucking... And I saw you guys with the support. I was like, oh, it's going to be such a fucking banger of a show. But how did that feel after, what, dude, two years with not playing a show? Um,
1: right? Yeah, two years. It was. It was so weird. I've... I think you know when you when you're younger and you start, first start playing shows and that sort of thing, you, you get nervous, obviously.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But yeah. uh, I just Jitters. hadn't, I hadn't had that for years, and <laughs> it was weird. Like I was like, guys, I'm fucking like, no. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then yeah, the moment like we we got on stage, it was like gone, and it was just like it was like I no like covid hadn't happened it was just all gone it was fucking amazing and obviously with um where we are right now it's like limited capacity venues and it's it's got to be seated so there's all these chairs everywhere and um you know everyone has to stand and not interact or dance yeah, or you're not allowed to dance you can't dance
0: that's okay just let's aggressively <laughs> headbang you know what i mean exactly like... <laughs> but of course like so the first two
1: bands play and everyone's like being respectful and then we get on stage and like like these dudes at the front they just clear out three rows four rows of chairs and it just goes fucking nuts (laughs) people (laughs) people are like fucking just crowd surfing stage diving and we're just like yeah this is sick
0: <laughs> well, yeah. you, you can't help yourself man like once you start then like especially i'm a two-stepper so like once like a fucking verse comes on where i can two-step like i i can't control myself come on man. yeah
1: it's exactly the, feeling it's- of
0: the music dude
1: <laughs> we're just like guys stop dancing come on you can't dance
0: <laughs> head down up and down dude just head bang fuck it well, <laughs> but, but like, I mean, uh, but yeah, how, how was that show though? Like, it, I mean, you, it, it sounded like you felt great. Like, you, you know, as soon as you play on stage, like I, I'm the same way, like give me like two seconds into the intro of the first song. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Fuck it. That's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't need anything else, but um, the turnout was well, everybody yeah. played well. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. It was, it was good.
1: I, I'm not sure what the capacity of that venue normally is. I'm not sure what limited, limited capacity with COVID restrictions looked like. <laughs> Um but it, it seemed packed. Um it was so I mean it, <laughs> I'm sure oh, yeah. they kept to the rules, but it was you know, it did well. We we sold a lot of tickets and I think a lot of people were just stoked to be at a show again. Um it you know, there was just faces I hadn't seen for two years, you know, oh, since restrictions crazy. and um yeah, it was just it was a really good feeling, really good vibe for like the whole night. Everybody was smiling yeah like, absolutely Ty- tyler's dad was there that dude that was so sick <laughs> okay so like tyler's playing and uh in between songs his dad is like kind of stood next to me and he's like tyler dad loves you <laughs> and everybody around just went oh <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so heartwarming oh yeah. man yeah but, i mean I but that was that. it like
1: everybody was just really glad to be there i think and yeah, we were we were stoked to to do it again you
0: know? yeah because he was anxious releasing that album too he was telling me and uh i mean because like i mean technically we're still in the pandemic but i mean who knows like i mean again you guys are on lockdown but when um not only you weren't the only band that dropped an album in 2020 obviously and there's i can name like a handful like sharp tooth or um uh savage hands and like dude like you can't support that album which is a huge fucking bummer and i don't think people understand like that's what pushes numbers and fucking momentum is touring mm-hmm. on that album so i think he was kind of nervous too with releasing you know keepsakes and reminders because like you know who the fuck knows we can go back into a, like another lockdown and shit but you have fucking usa the the fucking morons of the fucking world like i was just telling you i went to nashville tennessee dude it doesn't exist there bro like, those people don't fucking... So, everybody's catching COVID in Nashville, Tennessee. Or Florida. That's another fucking hot spot, but...
1: Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. So that's... I mean, at some point, that's probably where the only tours will be.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. What was the last tour, though, before you guys were... um Before lockdown? Was it with Seaway? Uh,
1: no, we... We've played a few shows with Seaway, but we've never toured with them. Um, We... We toured... We would have toured, like uh summer 2019 and then we went back recorded tough love and we were going to tour spring 2020 um but yeah we did we ended up doing the east coast of the US for the first time we had never been out there so that was cool yeah.
0: you had to have loved it it was probably like so different compared yeah, to touring in canada yeah
1: it was tough man
0: um, that was my first tour as a weekender in canada we did with with the sharks it was like ontario ottawa hamilton and toronto or something Oh no way no yeah way. we played uh my favorite venue was easily sneaky d's which i don't think it's still there anymore right
1: i have no idea i mean like that tour was the first time i had been to toronto like
0: oh uh, no shit! okay yeah okay. i've okay. never even been out that way um, Fuck. did you play sneaky d's yeah. where'd you play in toronto oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> i have somewhat of a decent memory
1: <laughs> yeah like that that is a question for someone else in the band, but we played a venue, uh, in <laughs> in that city. Um,
0: I'll do some research and I'll just put up the fucking venue like on the screen when <laughs> we upload the episode and shit. <laughs> um, it was a sick
1: venue. It was a sick, it was a sick show, but uh, this this guy doesn't remember too well.
0: <laughs> Especially when you were fucking you guys were partying last night and celebrating. are you an IPA guy, a lager guy? What were you drinking probably like some oh, fucking good brews? I'm sure
1: ipa like just smashing through a bunch of them and then like at one point justin's like oh i'm only gonna stay for a few and then he's like hey phrase, can i try your whiskey and i'm like oh fuck here we go <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be a long night <laughs> yeah so i mean we got through half a bottle of that as well oh
0: fuck yeah absolutely yeah i was just um i just tried the new seltzers from truly and shit they're all right but like i'm a huge ipa guy and shit like i i'm very blessed to have i think uh one two three four like five or six local like breweries i could just like go to whenever i want and then like more so like look into what food trucks are going to be there first and then like literally decide on like okay this food truck's there i'll probably go there first before i go to the other place that has like an in-house kitchen which is all the same bullshit so yeah that's dope
1: i love that shit like we we're blessed around here like it's just brewery central um hundreds around vancouver and lower mainland where we are all based and that's just what we do in the summer like hey let's meet up meet up at this brewery there's always food trucks it's great
0: fuck yeah absolutely yeah and they just get more and more popular and like i think once like you know you know legalizing weed and shit gets popular like, that's gonna be another thing too is like it's it's gonna be those it's not gonna be like a mix between like beer and smoking weed but it's definitely gonna be like not i, I guess maybe speakeasies but like you know smoke shops where you just fucking chill and order food yeah and smoke too.
1: it's a weird situation here because like we uh it's been legal in canada now for like two years three years maybe i love that and uh like i don't think you can smoke inside so we don't have like the kind of amsterdam kind of cafe style things but but the stores are fucking insane i'm like there's this one in this uh in the city here and you like fucking order whatever weed you want on the ipad I and mean, then it just fucking shoots out from the ceiling it comes it comes through a tube and it comes out and they're like here's your weed
0: hell yeah (laughs) Yeah. dude get the fuck out of here it's like you're high high,
1: exactly you're high before you even touch it like what the fuck is that
0: (laughs) and i'm sure the menu is just like because the the amount of strains we have now as like fucking you know the the whole marijuana industry like growing over the years like i'm sure you could pick for whatever you want like yeah
1: it's it's insane man
0: (laughs) fuck yeah absolutely um, on a, on, a, on a retrospective note, though, but like, so the album is, do you, so has Mutant League and, and Chiefs, they work together and collectively like putting together a timeline for, you know, like, like you have, like, it sounds like you guys are going to be dropping it in March, but like, do you have, um, ha, ha, is the plan ready to like roll it out and try to get back on the road, even though everything's in lockdown right now? Yeah. Um, well, that, that is the... Good. That
1: is the plan. Um, we're still in some talks, but y- you know we're hoping to start announcing a tour. And fingers crossed, we can actually fulfil that tour. Um, but at this point, you know, like we've we like say, I mean, we waited so long in hopes that by now the pandemic was already gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at this point, we just can't wait anymore. We've just going to go through with it, and fingers crossed, we'll be able to play.
0: I think if you do the stage, you'll be okay um yeah just assumingly uh i know a lot of cancellations are coming from like across the borders um on the eastern side of the hemisphere like the uk and europe those are really getting canceled um left (coughs) and right so i think you guys if, if it's anything in the states i think you guys will be okay i mean it looks like everything's still moving forward with festivals and uh touring full time here unless if like of course, like you have the regular testing periods where like, you know, bands and crew members are getting tested on a daily basis and like someone tests positive, you just get knocked out for a week. Which still sucks, but it's like you're still able to like you know, fulfill the tour throughout the rest of the run when you're in the States. So I'm I'm hoping that works out for you dudes.
1: Yeah. I mean, fingers crossed, let's hope it let's hope it all you know, subsides quickly because this is getting too much.
0: Is it any? Is it any um, bands that you've toured with in the past that you're on this bill with?
1: Um, we have not toured with any of the bands we're talking to, but um, we, we, we've. I think we've played a few shows with some. So, like, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all in the talking stage at the moment. We, uh, we're hoping to lock it in a bit more um, concrete in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah, seriously. So, uh, dude, so how was the process like with recording this new album, like during a pandemic? Like, how did you guys do that? Because I talked to who did I talk to? I talked to uh, Jordan from Lake Pacific, and they were sending like fucking phone like recordings back and forth and shit, and like going in the studio one at a time. Like, it was rough for them. Was it rough like that for you guys?
1: Um, yes and no. So uh, I believe we could pretty much only do two people at once, but then. Um, for us, I mean, that kind of works, uh, me and Nick write the majority of everything. Um, and then, uh, obviously Chris does his drums and that's all kind of locked in before, at least for Chris's parts, it's all locked in before we, we got in. So he was set and then for, uh, for, recording everybody else's parts, it's either me or Nick is in there. So we we got through it like, okay. Okay. Um, and, and in some ways, it was kind of nice and not having a room full of five of us, like just fucking dicking around. So um, <laughs> You could, you could say, here. yeah, we were a little more focused. And um, yeah, it, it was good. We worked with Tim uh, Tim Creviston again. He He's produced uh, Nothing More Than This and Tough Love for us. And um, and then we, we got it mixed by Sam Guyana. Um,
0: oh, no shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. I hear yeah. his name a lot coming from up north
1: <laughs> yeah dude he he uh he's great um i think it's the best sounding album that we've 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 ever done
0: really oh i really look forward to this album then if it's anything like tough love i'm gonna fucking love it too because like that to me was like a very addicting album like that it's a very rare album i have on repeat like control my sayings only is is still on repeat right now for me and I think the only other one would be either Halloween. It's definitely Halloween mixtape from Magnolia and Keepsakes and Reminders. Uh, actually, I stopped listening to that. And I focused more on Control of My Sanity because that came out later. So, but yeah, dude. Like, I mean, if it sounds anything like Tough Love, dude, holy shit! Like, everybody's gonna be fucking stoked to fucking hear these singles. Well, I'm sure you'll be. Are you dropping the album before you're gonna release any more singles? <laughs> Uh, yeah
1: no we're going to release four singles and then the album so okay, awesome. um, and I think yeah this there's a bit of there's a bit of depth to this album I'd say like there's definitely a lot of the older stuff the faster stuff um but we've I w- I wouldn't say like metaphors was anything it, it was quite a bit different to uh to tough love um and there's maybe a little bit more of that you know just kind of some something a little different um on this new album so uh, i'm excited to see how it's received
0: yeah fuck yeah absolutely um and for the writing process um how uh, what, what what was the album mostly written around um you know as a concept for what mm-hmm. we get to look forward to within the lyrics and like the music in itself like, what was the main focus around this album
1: oh man it was about me aging <laughs>
0: yeah oh i could definitely relate to that <laughs> uh, uh it's <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the it's it's quite reflective,
1: um, and it's it's thinking about kind of this decade of your twenties. Um, so, I mean, I I'm touching 30 so
0: yeah <laughs> um, i am 30 bro so if you need anything let me know i'll tell you what it's like <laughs> your knees get weak bro that's it yeah yeah H- how's your back like <laughs> it's all right i don't do that much physical lifting in my job but like if i move in a certain way you're fucked for like a week
1: <laughs> <laughs> damn yeah.
0: um so yeah there's a lot of like
1: self-reflection and like um talking about just life in your 20s trying to figure it out you know um yeah that's. I think that's a lot of, you know, what what I've been feeling, and and that kind of just reflected and came out in the uh, in the lyrics.
0: Is it going to be one of those albums where it's like the lyrics are like fairly dark, and then like a, you have like a bright sound that's like literally upbeat with the music? Like is it one of those albums? I
1: mean, <laughs> that's probably like everything we released. <laughs> yeah, that's wh- that's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, it's it's, it's pop punk, so I mean it. it to me it sounds like happy and but yeah the lyrics are kind of dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's you could say that.
0: And yeah. it's per- it's like it's personal too. Like it, you're, you're you're correlating it with your whole process of like aging through that time period. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I think I, I'm sure a lot of people can relate <laughs> to a lot of what's said in in the album fuck yeah
0: oh yeah and that's the first thing my co-host shana that's the first thing she does is she goes straight to the lyrics straight oh, to the really? lyrics. yeah i mean that's how she perceives it now me differently i'm a musician i play drums so it's like i more of like the music sense to it but like if i can hear if i can relate to it for the lyric like lyrically like i think i'd have more of an appreciation for it um which is funny because like i i met these there's this band called Goalkeeper. They're from New Jersey, and I met these mm-hmm. uh, these yeah. two dudes. You know, oh, uh, you know them. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah. so. No, fucking... I
1: had never met them, but just uh, yeah, but they're talked.
0: just... Yeah, they're good. They're fucking good live and shit. So I went to see them play, and um, there was like two huge like pop punk fans there, and then we were talking bullshit, and it was mm-hmm. weird because like later on, I saw them at the Belmont Action Adventure Tour. I was like, yo, like saw them in the bathroom, and freaked out. Like everybody, like, why is there fucking grown men screaming in the bathroom right now? But, uh, (laughs) but they were talking about, um, how they like love lyrics more so than like the actual music, which like, obviously it gets you all hyped up, but they talked about Youth Fountain and they talked about Chief State. So I was like, oh, okay. So like, I never really kind of put two and two together because Tyler's just as dark too with his lyrics. So it's like, you know, I, that I, I keep forgetting that's why a lot of people become fan favorites of certain albums because of lyrics like that. So I think you're gonna have a lot of people that will definitely relate to that if that's if that's what you're saying, yeah. So For sure.
1: Um I mean I I think I'm somewhat similar to you. Like I, I hear the music and, and the lyrics come second to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, for example, in our band, he is one hundred percent lyrics. He's just like hears a song once and he knows the whole fucking song and you know, like he, he lives off lyrics. Um but yeah, I think you you mentioned you found in and like that's definitely something with them. Like he sings a lot about his depression, and, and I think it, it definitely relates with a lot of people. Um, our lyrics definitely go, don't go that dark because I mean I, I personally, um, you know, I'm typically a happy person. <laughs> um, Good, no, I'm glad. I mean, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I can't you know, write about depression or anything um but it's still you know everyone's got those moments and and it's reflected a lot in the songs i think
0: oh yeah absolutely and i'm sure immune league is like really ready to push this out too uh considering (laughs) that there's there's just so many there's so many really good bands that are also getting signed and um the opportunities are really becoming um more of a regular basis like i like i see like pure noise records signing a band like every other week which is great because these bands are fucking sick so it's like um i i I just can't wait i'm hoping mutant league brings up some more bands and shit um have there been any fan favorites of you personally like this year or last year like who you got like addicted to like album wise like that you kind of like got you through the year
1: Uh, yeah so um between you and me they just dropped their album oh so good Dude, front to back, I think that's a fucking solid album. Um, Glow on, Turnstile, I think that's fucking incredible. I'm yeah, like, so that, that's something I
0: missed out on, and a lot of people talk about Turnstile too, so I really gotta take it, like a second to listen to it.
1: Those two albums were, I think, my yeah albums of the year. Um, just, just fucking sick. Um the year before, like right when, right when the pandemic hit. Man, we, like, all of us in the band, like, usually, you know, like, some of us love an album, and some of us don't really get into it, but this is an album that all five of us were just obsessed with. Brain Pain by Four Years Strong, like, the year before.
0: Dude, Dude. their heaviest album to date. So good.
1: So good. So, I mean, I I still fucking love that album, but, um, yeah, getting me through the pandemic, um, definitely that, but I think Glow On and... uh, armageddon by, by uh, between you and me
0: yeah and like dude like i don't know what's up with hopeless but like i hope they're cool now because like i remember for a hot second they were fucking going at hopeless for marketing purposes i think they didn't want to like yeah. resave in like other countries i was like why like i'm confused like i don't know how that works so um they were <sighs> I mean, not a fan of it
1: it's it's a shame when you know shit like that happens hopeless has some great bands and and
0: right. Yeah. I mean,
1: hopefully, that's just like a player It's just a miscommunication or something. But, you know, you, it's not good to see. Like, no one likes that. No one everyone wants to be on the same team, right? Like, so nah, hopefully, they can figure that out.
0: Nobody wants to see that happen. I mean, like, look, like the, the obvious situation with Victory Records, like, that's fucked up. But, like, now you even see, like, there's a, like, <clears throat> even Slar to prevail the son of Samarian, like, they're considering suing Samarian. It's like, nobody wants that like we hope that the labels don't fucking dog the artists and everything but it's like i mean if it <laughs> if it happens like it, it you know someone's got to take care of it and such and like so so here's my question to you i've i'm going to compile this into one big long answer uh for tiktok eventually and i'll repost it cuz it's very important um what are you like do you think bands and artists should like publicly release their contracts with record labels for hmm. safety purposes because the, the downfall is you can have fans be like, oh, like, you make this much money, blah, 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 just like fucking superstars in, like, athletic programs like MLB and NFL and shit. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, people know, like, if the label owes that band this or is dogging them or etc.
1: I think if people saw contracts, they'd be like, holy shit, this band doesn't make any money.
0: <laughs> that too, dude. You know what I mean? I feel like it should be normalized, you know? Yeah. Um... I mean i don't
1: know man like i mean the purpose of a contract is it, is it protects both parties i mean you've got to hope that correct the contract is is solid we're very lucky working with mutant league like um nate who who runs mutant league like he's just a sound guy he's not in it to rip anybody off um and he's always been you know straight down the middle of us and very fair and um, invested when it was needed and, and you know we've paid back and it's it's we're in a lucky situation I'm, I, I'm sure there are bands that aren't in a similar situation with their label but um, that's why you, you know you get lawyers and you right. make sure that shit is read and is solid before you sign anything um, but
0: yeah yeah. I just thought about it I, I, I think like, I have no problem releasing my contract with, like, art, the record label. And it's, like, it's not anything bad either. It's more of, like, a DIY contract. And it's, like, I just think it's just the the uh, the idea is to protect those artists who might be getting, you know, ripped off and such. Because it happens. Like, it's it's inevitable. Like, there are people out there that will rip you off every fucking day. So, like, I don't know. It's just a thought that I had. Also, I, dude, you guys should fucking tour with Belmont. That's just a personal opinion. That would be fucking sick because
1: <laughs> we did actually yeah the first time we went into the states we um we hopped on a like the western leg of of their tour back in 2018 2018
0: yeah because i saw them on the east coast and you guys weren't there they played uh the but they played the brighton bar which is not a venue anymore but mm-hmm. uh i remember seeing your name on there i was like oh cool and then i realized like in the asterisk like you guys were only doing the west coast so i was like fuck but
1: yeah, yeah. i mean we'd love to tour of them again they're uh, a fucking sick band
0: yeah, bring you guys to the East Coast and shit. Wait, so you've never been on the East Coast in the United States?
1: We have. We we did like the East, but we didn't go too far down south. We like, I honestly think we only got to like maybe Baltimore, um, and then went back across. So mostly the Midwest is is where we've been.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 So you've not you haven't been to Philly because Philly's got a really good scene here.
1: Oh, I think we did play Philly. Ooh. yeah, we played Philly and Pittsburgh. Um,
0: I wonder what, Pit- what Pittsburgh likes Because I know Chicago is like the stable right now for pop punk.
1: Mm-hmm. From what
0: I've been hearing. I hear so many good things about <clears throat> Chicago and pop punk.
1: We um we were touring with a band. Uh, they're called Fortune Cove. It used to be called Harbor. And for some reason, they have like a really big following in Pittsburgh. So, like, oh, what? Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. And so we got to Pittsburgh. It was a sick show. Like it was packed. Um, But yeah, we we kind of did like we went over to like Minneapolis to start with. And then we went through like Chicago um, and then Detroit and then went into Canada, played like Toronto and went up to um, Quebec and played uh, Montreal. And then we came back down through Maine and we ended up doing like Massachusetts and all that area. Went as far down as Baltimore and then back through Pennsylvania. Um, And we ended up, I think we ended up finishing in, Finishing in Omaha and then Denver. Like, all of our tours, we end up in Denver last. We fucking love interesting, that
0: city. Interesting. It sounds like a long tour, too, dude. It sounds like a two-month run or a month and a half. It,
1: it was actually, like, only three or four weeks, but we just fucking drove. Just fucking nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we drove for, like, two days to get to the first show and then two days home after Denver. Like Wow. Uh, it's always it, – it's – it's somewhat difficult being that far out where we are but um is what it is
0: yeah and people say it's fucking cute when we tour and shit but guess what dude it's a fucking hike <laughs> like it's not the easiest thing in the world because like i told uh nick from calling all captains was telling people like you know people like oh you're going on tour have a blast like it's not a vacation bro this is a fucking you know hike that's a brutal job like you know so dude i yeah. took
1: a i took a vacation back in november and i realized it was the first time i had taken time off in like 7 years because all you. of all of my time off had always been to tour and yeah. it's like you, you never get to fucking relax you're working like nonstop. it's like intense and yeah sure it's fun and it's you know you get to hang out with a lot of people and um you know you some of the nights you're partying and stuff so it, it's fun but like <laughs> For the most part, it's just fucking in, it's intense. Just being in a vehicle, fucking nonstop every day. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's definitely not a vacation.
0: No, I mean, I see. I have, don't have the experience. I have the experience of like doing weekenders and then like doing like ten or eleven days out in the Midwest. So it's nothing too crazy. But, you know, when when it comes down to, like, yeah, dude, we were fucking weird. We toured in Canada, like, peak fucking winter, like, in February. I was like, oh, this is a great (laughs) idea, dude. Like, (laughs) fucking freeze. And then we were in the Midwest, like, midsummer. But, like, I just, it's not, it's not the easiest thing in the world. And plus, like, you know, you have to be there on time, doors, set up, you know, get your merch ready. Some people have a big crew. Some people don't. Like, we didn't have anybody. We had us four. Like that's it like we don't have a fucking crew you know what i mean it's all diy shit so but it's fun i thoroughly enjoyed it dude i didn't give a shit i was like i could do this fucking every day like i just i feel like i realized like that some some there are some musicians out there that can just like they can live on the road forever and they do it like like, like nick from calling all cat does it because he fucking tours with bear tooth so it's like <laughs> that dude's always out on the road doing something so yeah. Oh. Um,
1: we, we'd love to get to that point, you know, like quit jobs, um, or just, you know, work remote from the road and, um, just do that full time. Cause we, we do love it. Like, I feel like, um, some horror stories we've heard of other bands and like how they fucking literally kill each other and shit, you know, like yeah. um, just being in a vehicle with each other, but we get on really well. Um, I feel like I'm probably the worst cause I get bored, um, very quickly <laughs> and easily. So i'll just start like fucking around with people (laughs) (laughs) um but other than that like the the rest of them are like just easygoing people so like you know we we get on fine we could definitely do it
0: prank wars yeah
1: exactly exactly
0: no you gotta get yourself entertained somehow um releasing metaphors like you have like the content and everything like does the label create the content for you guys to market it out there or does you have someone uh within the band doing it because it's, just, it's pretty good graphics it's like it's like really good content so it's like i'm just curious coming from mm-hmm. someone who does that um yeah it's a bit of both so uh i do graphic design
1: um so the 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 2d artwork um that was me um but then the label uh, there's a guy called alex zarek he does a lot of um music videos he's done like a lot of the belmont stuff um so he animated it to make the the lyric video and stuff
0: oh fuck um, you, absolutely
1: um which does have a typo <laughs> uh well,
0: well. <laughs> Oops. There's, there's a little easter egg for people but yeah. um, i didn't see it so
1: you know I've, st- like... I've started sing- i've started singing
0: it man <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah i say something Uh, but yeah dude because like i don't know man like so what adobe is your go-to photo illustrator yeah yeah
1: illustrator for the most part um uh i use photoshop as well but uh, yeah so i'll do a lot of the designs um in the past we've we've done a lot of collaborations so typically what will happen is like we'll hire someone to do a design and then like i'll arrange it Mm -hmm. um so for tough love we actually had our like our favorite local tattoo artist um chelsea she made it and and drew it and then i arranged all the artwork together um,
0: oh, yeah yeah because you could tell the traditional sense of that heart you know what i mean like you could tell it exactly. traditional. yeah it and
1: it, i mean not actually like we didn't really think about it but it kind of worked out uh, <laughs> i guess useful um in a way because pe- like we've had so many people fucking get that tattooed and send us photos which is Whoa, insane
0: blood, it's I fucking love that. insane no way uh, Fuck yeah, like, i'm sure like what like 10 50 people something like that like no
1: no like it's i think we're on like seven eight nine or something still, like that a but lot like of people though it's fucking but awesome. every time it's just like oh man that's so sick like that's awesome and i guess yeah having it look like a tattoo probably helped that but yeah for it, sure We didn't really think about it, but I had sick when when people do that. Um, This time we actually, we've gone photography route. So um, we use, we had a concept and it's kind of linked in with um, one of the single music videos we did. So we had that uh, that videographer, her name's Lindsay Blaine. She like took the photos and then again, I've like arranged it um, for the CD and the vinyl and everything
0: cool fuck yeah absolutely and uh when can we expect a name drop for this album
1: um hmm i bl- march or april
0: <laughs> ah let's go so we gotta keep our eyes out and shit so it's a yeah. dark lyrically bright instrumentally um it's probably what more than 10 songs 11 12 so this is gonna be fucking sick dude i'm stoked
1: we're awesome. we're 10 on the money and uh yeah we'll probably drop the the album like you know name uh the the pre uh release for all the merch and stuff like that that will probably come out of single number two um so yeah keep your eyes peeled in the coming months it'll it'll make sense soon
0: fuck yeah right seriously and i'll definitely have uh you guys back on uh again and since you now that i picked your brain and you're a fan of like bruce like so uh, we do a segment where we drink so it's gonna be you nick from calling and randy from sharks okay gonna, fuck yeah i'm gonna ship you guys beer and we're gonna fucking chill <laughs> all right and talk. i'm shit. in i'm in <laughs> <laughs> just not uh just, I just it's, it's really hard not to get drunk so we'll, we'll see how we'll, we'll see what happens on my end of things <laughs> we uh
1: we me and nick hopped on on uh nick Malichuk's podcast mm-hmm. with him and by the end of it we were just fucking
0: wasted <laughs> <laughs> it's what always happens dude yeah, uh, it's yeah. fucked up but, uh, dude, Fraser, I appreciate you coming by, dude. This is super tight. Um, I'm going to be very close to, you know, seeing what's going to go on with this album because I can't wait to fucking promote it. And then like also give us a little, uh, insight to what's about to come on the internet currently with our recording. So super stoked. And, uh, Hey man, like hope to see you in the stage soon. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really looking forward to you guys dropping this album. Stoked for all of you.
1: Oh, yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for taking the time. Um, Yeah, and fingers crossed, we'll we'll be back down in the States real soon.